This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Tuesday morning. We get set for a pair of NFL games tonight. Reacting to a couple from last night. We'll look ahead to week 16, but also let's talk some NBA here. Joining us on the Roman guest line, Odyssey NBA insider Brian Scalabrini. Scal, uh, the NBA, along with every other sport, is going through some issues right now, trying to get through the latest wave of COVID here. They've increased testing, replacement players coming in. Uh, what's your thought on, on how they're trying to get through this? Obviously, the NFL's also changed protocols. They're going to kind of plow through. NHL has stopped their season uh, temporarily to try to calm things down. What's your thought on how the NBA is trying to get through this right now? Yeah, just forge ahead. you got to figure out how to, how to get through this thing, and hopefully – you have enough star players or star power, and not everybody does. But also, there are some teams out there. When you watch, they have two or three guys that you know have name recognition, and a lot of times, you're watching those two or three guys, and sometimes you can interchange the role players. But I do think that the NBA has to keep this mindset of like just kind of forging ahead. And the one thing that's really cool, like I like the the Kyrie Irving situation. They go to Kyrie and they say, "We don't want a part-time player about going on road games and home games," but. That's kind of what the NBA is turning into right now. They got a bunch of part-time players. They're just trying to see how to advance. And I know he got banged with COVID, but you know, in the situation with Kyrie, just like, hey man, like if you can play, you should be in the NBA right now. If you're in the G League and you can pass COVID protocols, you you can get your your chance. And it'll be interesting if later on we 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 deem one of these players from the G League that later on signs like a ten million dollar a year deal and say, hey, that guy got his opportunity during that time when they were allowed to sign replacement players, and he's taken that opportunity, and he's ran with it. Scal, so the NHL announces that they're going to take a mini break here starting from Wednesday through Christmas. Does it feel like the NBA is taking a similar approach to the to the National Football League? I mean, the big difference here is the end is in sight for the NFL. Just a few weeks left, then you have the playoffs. It's a long way to go for the NBA. Because I mean, we were just talking about it earlier. I just can't envision a scenario where the NBA would call any of the games coming up on Christmas this week. No, I, I don't think so either. And now that the, 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 you know, the NBA is only allowed 17 players on your roster, you know, 15 players to two-way guys, right? By opening it up to just figuring out how to you know, get through this thing, the NBA is not planning on stopping. And they're not penalizing the teams like a lot of times when you sign a player and it hits you with the cap and, and it hits you with the, uh, the, the luxury tax. They're just like ignoring that during this time. So, like I, I, I do think that it's really difficult to make up games. I know that the NBA doesn't want the NBA Finals to get pushed off at all. 
So you just keep going and, and figuring out how to do that. And I think as of right now, they're doing a decent job. Like I was watching games last night. I did the Celtic uh, Philadelphia 76ers. You had MD, you had Tatum, you had Brown, you had Marcus Smart, you had uh, T- Tobias Harris. You had some good players out there playing. So, you know, you just got to figure out a way to, to get through this. Now, there will, on Christmas Day, as you mentioned, that's a big day in the NBA. And it would suck mm-hmm. if you end up watching, like, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you know, uh, James Harden, all those guys are out. But, you know, like, it's one of those things where it, during these times, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that we can point to that are not ideal. And it's not ideal to not have the stars on the, on the team, but it's also not ideal to, to have the NBA Finals in July. You want to end that right around June and sort of move on and get the timing right for everybody. Scout, you mentioned doing that game last night, Sixers and the, uh, the Boston Celtics, 108-103 Sixers win. They get just over 500 at 16-15. and 15. Embiid was great last night, but it, it's just a glaring hole when you watch them. COVID issues or not, like they're, they're playing down a man because Ben Simmons has sat out this entire season what is your thought as we get, you know, we creep closer to the trade deadline as the season is moving into the next section of the year and, and part of the schedule at the continuation of Daryl Morey to just wait on this and not make a deal now and, and try to wait for something better? Uh, it just feels like he's playing one hand tied behind his back with the hope that he could turn Ben into a star. What's your thought on, on how Morey and the Sixers are, are now handling this? So I would say about three weeks ago, I was like, come on, man, let's get this thing going. Um, and I think, I think that for a lot of guys, like the Kyrie Irving situation, Brooklyn has a great opportunity to win a championship, and they either need to get Kyrie out there or trade him. Like, we don't, it's not a good look for guys who are making $35 million a year and not playing basketball. That's just it's a terrible look, right? But once this COVID thing started happening, I think everyone sort of shifted your attention on surviving and advancing right you can't handle the big problem you know you first have to you know like you know, handle like the small problem and the small problem is like getting these games in you know the big problem for philadelphia is like they're a championship caliber team you see mb they have some good players around him they've done a really good job of building the roster but now they gotta you can't win a championship or be a, a contender with a 36 million dollar piece sitting at home not doing anything so i i was I was on all the guys, and I would think I would throw Portland in that. I think Portland needed to move on with some of their teams and just kind of like start this rebuild. I'm on that about uh, John Wall down in Houston not playing. But I think most of the GMs, none of them are talking about trades. They're just talking about you know, how to get through this time. And I don't know how long this time will last. I really don't. I don't know if it's a – everyone seems like, oh, it's the holidays. Like, I don't know. Like, this thing could go on for till March. I have no idea. But eventually – like, these guys got to sit down, figure out, make some phone calls and figure out how to get some of these players playing. And, and Goran Dragic in Toronto, he's out for personal reasons, making $20 million a year. I think that these guys all have to sort of move forward, either go down the road of buyout or go down the road of trade. And, but they, one way or another, they got to figure out how to get some of these guys on the floor because the NBA will thrive off of a really good product, and you want your best players out there playing. 30-plus games into the season for most clubs, and obviously the lead is some of the stars that have missed time. But we do, Scal, see at the top of the standings a lot of the usual suspects between Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee's up there, Miami, good start, Phoenix, Golden State, Utah. No surprises there at the top of the West. Um, Do you find it, though, challenging to properly evaluate some of the other teams, some of the other surprises? Um, many people did not expect Cleveland to make this sort of a jump. Or look what Memphis did. They didn't have Ja for three and a half weeks, and they're still right now the four seed in the West. 
Yeah, I mean, that stuff is hard to figure out. And there's there's two things going on. And I think people are, are, are I think, first of all, I think organizations are on to this. And I think people are on to this as well. There's the regular season. And then there's the playoffs. And there is there is definitely carryover. Like if, um, you know, if Brooklyn has a great regular season, you're like, man, there's no way they're not going to be great in the playoffs. Because now they're, they're like, they're, they're getting confidence. Their role players are playing at a high level. But I think you have to look at it like, like is Chicago for real going to get out of the first round? Is it is it a disappointing season? Are they, or, you know, a lot of times people would say, oh, yeah, for them it's disappointing. But do the experts expect Chicago to, let's say, let's say they have uh, a matchup like a 4-5 matchup against, let's say it's Milwaukee because Milwaukee's hit with COVID and everything like that. Does anybody expect Chicago to beat Milwaukee? Does anybody expect Chicago to beat Brooklyn? I don't, I don't, I don't know what Bulls fans. Look at like. Just Bulls fans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I can see that. But, but um, I like their team. I, and I think DeMar DeRozan is going to finish in the top five of MVP voting for the regular season. And DeMar DeRozan has had his fair share of, you know, the mid-range jumper seems to go away. But I even think his mid-range jumper is better this year. And he gets to his spots and he's creating space. So all these guys are playing at a high level. But then you got to do it in the playoffs. And, you know, like there's a team like you mentioned Utah, right? No one's giving Utah any credit because last year with Kawhi Leonard going down against the Clippers, they can't get over that hump. Like Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers is out and you lose that series. Like, and so no one buys Utah. You have to prove it to us. And I would say – People used to do that about Milwaukee. Like, I never did. I loved Milwaukee all mm-hmm. last year. I just thought they were big, strong, physical. I thought the NBA would be a much phys- more physical league in the playoffs. So I picked the Bucks. I did well by picking the Bucks uh, and, um, and and picking them to win it all when they when they were down and out at certain times. But but I, I, I think that there's some teams out there like Cleveland. Love the way they play. Defensively, they're a beast in that restricted area. They have some shooting, but those guys got to be able to deliver in the playoffs, and that's a completely different game. So am I surprised by Cleveland's record? Yeah. Am I surprised by how good Chicago plays? Yeah, man. Billy Thom is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, one of my favorite players in the league is Tosumo. I, I like their bench. Uh, like Bradley doesn't uh, – Tony Bradley doesn't get enough credit for coming in and changing the game with his size and athleticism. So they have – not only do they have the starters, they have the bench players that have won them some games, but – Playoffs is a different animal, and then they got to go out there and prove it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're talking to Brian Scalabrini here on BetQL Daily. Brian, curious your thoughts on the Miami Heat, a, a team I like. I was impressed watching them a few weeks ago. They were down without Jimmy Butler, without Bam, without Hero, came in to Philadelphia and beat the Sixers. They're 12-1 to 1 to win the title, plus 550 to win the Eastern Conference. They've, had, they've been banged up, but when healthy, what do you think the ceiling is for this Miami team? Yeah, so 
So Pat Riley hit a home run this year because he's, have you guys noticed the uptick in physicality you know, across the NBA? Last year was a joke. I don't even want to call that the NBA. Like, last year should be stricken from the record, minus the playoffs. Like, the playoffs were great, but the regular season and, and the, the lack of touching. Well, this year they're allowing physical play, and I think everyone enjoys that except for the superstar players who seem to still complain to the officials about the calls that they think they should go to the free throw line. But that's another story. So here's the thing about Miami Heat. Physical. They, got, they signed P.J. Tucker. They got Kyle Lowry, two physically strong defenders. They have Jimmy Butler, physical strong defender. Bam Adebayo, not physically strong for a center, but, man, like when he gets on the perimeter, he can guard, and, and, he, and he's tough. So I do like the Miami Heat. I, I kind of like him as a dark horse. But, but Tyler Hero has to play great and shoot the ball extremely well. And same with Duncan Robinson. When they're at their best, they do this thing. Like they, they pass the ball to open space, expecting the player to be there. They, if, they, if Kyle Lowry drives and throws that ball to the corner and Duncan Robinson isn't there, that's on Duncan Robinson, not Kyle Lowry. And they're, they're, like, they're figuring this out, like ball movement and not just like, hey, making simple passes. Like passing to space and, and shooting off the move makes them great. So those two guys, they have to make shots. The rest of the guys, then they have to now create, be tough. P.J. Tucker has to make corner threes. Now, can it happen? Yeah, for sure. They have the DNA to do it, um, but health is a part of it, and I still don't like them against the Milwaukee Bucks, and I still don't believe that the Brooklyn Nets team is constructed and done. I think that they'll make moves, whether that means getting Kyrie Irving or not, or, or trading him away, and I, I think James Harden will get back. I think he'll be healthy, and then I think the buyout market – I think a lot of people want to go play with Kevin Durant because I think he's the best player in the, in the league. So I like Miami, I, and I like that with those numbers, they're, they're, they're pretty good. But I, I don't love Miami as like a favorite to win it. I still, I'm still high on the, on the Milwaukee Bucks repeating this year's champions. Well, Scal, speaking of KD, there has been some movement in the NBA MVP awards market. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you go back, you look at Steph Curry. He's the overwhelming favorite. You know, some of the straw polls with the NBA voters are like, oh, yeah, Steph, Steph, 94 out of 100 first place votes. But now when you look at it, Durant is right there Uh, at FanDuel Sportsbook. Curry's the favorite at plus 135 and KD is plus 240 right behind Steph. And then it drops off down to Giannis at about 10 to 1. Uh, Do you agree with the move to put Durant as a second favorite not far off from Steph? Yeah, 100 percent. Watch like when all the attention one of the best games of the season was uh, the man, who were they playing? I think they were playing Toronto, and it was on it was on the same day that Steph broke the broke the record, uh, the three point mm-hmm. record. Everyone was watching Steph Curry, and during that record, Steph kind of took a, a, a back seat, like this, like I don't want to say back seat, like a like he dropped off a little bit. But Durant was amazing, just like carrying G League guys to wins, playing big time minutes, or. or and he and he he was remarkable during this stretch, and um, so yeah, I think the gap has closed. But you know, the COVID thing is going to hurt if Kevin Durant his minutes are high, so you have to figure that out. You have to see how the, the Warriors handle you know the Steph, uh, uh, Clay Thompson coming back. So there's a lot of things at stake. I love Steph Curry at the beginning of the year, and I think he was like a plus nine hundred or something like that. And I was just like, man, like mm-hmm. that's a that's unbelievable for a guy. Well, I know they're going to run their entire offense, and they added. Iguodala, which is a high IQ play guy, and when Steph's around high IQ players, he plays remarkable. He, I know he keeps himself in great shape, and he's playing a ton of minutes, so I like Steph at the beginning of the year, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the gap should be closing because if you, if you watch KD right now, he does everything to help his team win, regardless of who is on the floor. 
Scal, quickly, game tonight, Phoenix Suns in L.A. against the Lakers. Boy, it has been a just a tough year for the Lakers. Just Things just don't seem to go and, and the way they planned and the way they wanted it to go. Suns fair by 7.5 points tonight. They've been great all year. What are your thoughts on this game tonight? The Suns are the, like, the best team I've seen in the NBA as far as like across the board, they're not bad at anything. Shooting, defense, inside defense, perimeter defense, uh, passing, they're, they're phenomenal across the board. I think they're too much for the Lakers. I like the Suns tonight. I like the Suns winning big. Lakers got a lot of problems and defensively they're nowhere near what they were when they won that bubble summer league championship. Yeah, they're not. Scal, we always appreciate hopping on. Merry Christmas to you. We'll talk soon. That was Brian Scalabrini on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Joe, what he just said there at the end is, doesn't it feel like forever ago that the Lakers won the bubble title? Like, the, it's just been so hard since then. For them. Honestly, if you ask me who won the bubble title, I have to squint for a minute and think. Like it, I know there's no asterisk, but I don't really care about it. <laughs> Lakers I don't re- heat. It was Lakers heat. I know it was. I know. And I have to think, for, oh, well, oh, yeah, that did happen. But yeah. there was a long period of time where I'm just, it's going to all be kind of white noise. Kind of, you're all going to forget a lot about what happened, hopefully. Yeah. There's no question about that. Joe O, Joe G, Becky L. Daily, presented by FanDuel Sports. We're coming up next. Let's talk about the Seahawks and the Rams. Our picks, our plays, which side are we on tonight with the game, the other Tuesday night game? That's next on the Becky L. Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Gillio and Aaron Hawksworth on Betql Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.